Have you always been told that you are too sensitive for your own good? That you need to toughen up? Or that you cry too easily? If you're a deep thinker who often feels as though you don't quite fit in, there's a good chance you might be an HSP. What is an HSP? The highly sensitive person. Welcome to the Stuff Up Podcast, where we delve into different topics to learn more about ourselves and more about others. So that quote came from a book called The Highly Sensitive by Judy Dyer. And it's a little booklet. It's like 75 pages long. But I got to tell you guys, this was such a mind blown for me. I read this and I was thinking, oh my gosh, I totally understand everything in this book. So I wanted to kind of go through a little bit of of what I read and how that impacted me and my life and different situations from my own my own experiences. So in the book she talks about feeling emotionally overwhelmed. Uh this is my whole life. This is my whole existence. <laughs> Oh, dear me. So she says, uh, it can take a toll on your mental and physical health. HSPs tend to get stuck. They can detect what's going on in themselves and others, but they are clueless when it comes to managing those feelings in a healthy way. They can get carried away on a tide of their own emotions or get bogged down in other people's feelings and then soon become miserable. (sighs) So I'll tell you about my own experience. And it was most heightened at when I worked on the phones. So I worked at a call center and we got a lot of phone calls basically when there was problems problems with accounts openings and registered account issues and some of it some of it was easy you know some of the phone calls were easy it was cool but there was a lot of gray it wasn't black and white it was a lot of gray we had a lot of misinformation there was a lot of like well it depends on this scenario or that scenario or so there was a lot of stuff going on When I was on the phones and I would get, you know, if I had a good day, a lot of good people would call and it was wonderful. And then sometimes you would have a day with everybody was everything was an issue and you would get all these angry, grumpy people. Those were so emotionally draining for me. And I would just (laughs) I didn't know how to handle it. I did not have this understanding of myself as a highly sensitive person. I didn't know what that meant. I just thought I was an introvert. And so, I mean, I was also dealing with some issues, some PTSD from from stuff that was going on. And I wasn't, I hadn't gone through a healing process, which I have been going through lately. So I was damaged. I was like, uh, not damaged. I was not well as well. Uh, and add that to the stress of the job, the stress with certain roommates I had. It was just a big mess. So I constantly felt emotionally overwhelmed and I didn't know how to handle it. 
And it was just really interesting listening to this because I was miserable. And uh, I think people at work knew me. I was in two stages. I was either super uh, excited and up there, you know, or I was super depressed and just down here. Uh, I recently had a phone discussion with with an old coworker who I haven't talked to for like five years. And she goes, you sound different on your podcast. It's like, what do you mean? Oh, I said, do I sound too reedy? Like, I'm just kind of talking. And she goes, no, like your your persona is different. I was like, what do you mean? I was a little bit confused. But then I remembered she remembered me from the old days. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is what I used to come into work like. I'd be like, hey, you guys, how's it going? Happy Monday. Ooh, uh. That was me when I was like super up and happy and whatever, right? And then if I was having a really rough day, my anxiety uh, was really a problem. Um, If I was having depression, if I was just really on a low day, you could tell. I'd be like, hey, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know. I can't. So I was either one of those two emotions. Um, it just felt so weird. But even the high up there was really hard to sustain. And a whole day of that where you're on the phones and you're being that up person. And everyone's like, hey, Stephanie, blah, 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 blah. And I would just crash when I got home because you can't sustain that for too long. So I'm in a very, I'm in a much more normal state right now. <laughs> Uh, I actually was just talking to somebody this morning on a Zoom call, um, and I hadn't, oh, wow, I hadn't talked to her in, I don't even know, eight years. And she said, wow, you seem a lot calmer. <laughs> I was like, I am a lot calmer. It's very exciting. Thank you for noticing. So another thing that she talks about is saying no. And actually, this is what Randy Spelling and I were talking about in my Boundaries episode, where... Highly sensitive people do have a hard time saying no. We have a hard time setting boundaries because we're worried about what other think of, what others think of us. We're worried about hurting others. We have this compassion and, and kind of a desire to help people that I would take on so much. I would get all the needy, clingy people. It was so frustrating. I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I just want to help them and do what I could for them. But man, then... I was getting, they, they were overstepping their boundaries and I didn't know how to say no. And I would just constantly do things for people. And it was so, I would start to get really frustrated and angry and it was really hard. And, and she actually addresses that in the book. She goes, you might even turn into a martyr. You think like, why does everyone else expect me to do everything for them? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I totally understand this. And I think that's where, like Randy and I were talking about, is understanding yourself and setting those boundaries is so important. Uh, I didn't have any of this understanding for 40 years. So I've pretty much been in survival mode for years and just not really understanding who I was or how to... I remember I wanted to kind of be... uh, Oh my gosh, what are they called? A miser or when people they live alone and they're just like nobody is supposed to be around them I am losing my mind with thinking of the word right now 
And I remember my sister's like, no, you don't. We're created for community and blah, 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 blah. But I had such a hard time. Well, I, I used to be super introverted. I'm more of an ambivert now. Or maybe also, actually, that's another thing she talks about in the book, highly sensitive people. It could just be I was highly sensitive and not actually an introvert. So, because if you're highly sensitive, the energies of the people around you, you take that in. And if you don't have that that kind of way to push it off or or have this boundary around you, then you take that in way too much. So that could also be, um, maybe I'm not even an introvert, who knows? Uh, but I found it really difficult dealing with people because if I set boundaries or I said no or people would try to manipulate me, I didn't know what to do. And I got that a lot, especially from the, the needy, clingy people. It's really tough. So I remember being like, I just want to live alone and not have anybody bother me. <laughs> Although that does get lonely, so it is not fun. Now, funnily enough, she does talk about having, filtering out unhealthy relationships. Oh, my word. Okay, so I dated this guy. Uh, it was so stupid. I don't even know what it was. On and off for five years. It was a giant mess. He was, see, he was a mess himself. So I, I don't want to call him an asshole, although I have on occasion. <laughs> He he had his own issues from childhood. And I, you know, I have compassion for that. And that I think that was one of the things that really attracted me to him in that way that he was kind of like this little hurt person that I wanted to fix. <laughs> oh, but uh, I mean, he was he was not good for me. He was emotionally abusive. And so constantly hurting me, constantly putting me down and basically... Uh, I mean, not always, you know, he had those moments where he was super nice and would listen to me. But usually, I think he was a sociopath. I think he even admitted that. I'm not sure. It's hard. I mean, everyone's complicated. But I could totally identify with that because I think highly sensitive, we pick up on these and we kind of want to help other people. We want to fix other people. And so if we're not set on understanding who we are, and knowing our strengths and knowing our boundaries and knowing um, how we can live a healthy, have healthy relationships and kind of say no to certain people, certain, um, what's the right word? Certain experiences, certain things out in the world, then we have a really hard time. And that's one thing that I've been learning over the years, I was just like, oh, I got to help so-and-so. I got to do this and this and this to my detriment. Now, that was also on me, obviously, not knowing when to say no, how to say no. And I cared way too much what other people thought. I'm like, they're going to be mad at me. They're going to they're gonna think I'm, I'm not a nice person because I said no. It's like, uh, screw that. <laughs> I have to protect myself, right? You, you definitely have to protect yourself. So I, over the years, I have dealt with depression. And I remember, so as a Christian, it's really hard because Kyle and I talked about this. Um, and I, I think I mentioned it in different podcast episodes. Uh, 
It's funny. I, I was recently speaking to somebody, and, and he was like, you know, in this culture, in this day and age, it, it, I kind of don't even want to say I'm a Christian because of the negative connotation it has or just, oh, goodness, how conservative Christians are perceived. And honestly, I got to tell you guys, I'm having such a hard time without myself. I'm going through and, and kind of, I know people hate the word deconstruct, but challenging a lot of what I grew up with, a lot of the beliefs and the culture. And uh, to be honest, I'm realizing a lot of it was toxic. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I'm having a hard time with, with, I'm just starting to see different things. It, everything for us was so black and white, but the world is so much more gray. And so anyways, getting back to the depression. So growing up, you would hear constantly, depression is a sin. You're sinning. There was one church my parents went to, which <laughs> closed because they weren't the nicest people. They put this guy under discipline because he had depression every year around Christmas because that was the time of year his mother died. Let that sink in for a minute. Can you believe it? That made me so angry. I was like, are you kidding me? You put him under discipline for having depression because his mother died. Like, what? So... Over the years, I've heard different sermons and different, like, oh, depression is a sin. And I always had such a hard time because there's different kinds of depression from my understanding. And, you know, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know anything. But from my understanding, there's, like, actual chemical depression. And then there's also, there's the depression, um, circumstantial like if I remember this one job I had, it was, I hated it so much. And I was just in such a horrible place. Circumstantial, is that the right wording? Circumstantial depression. Although I've had that a few times <laughs> where you just feel so stuck and you're like, I can't do this anymore. And, and then there's also the depression. I've, I think I've mostly, I've had them all maybe. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I don't, I'm just saying this is from my perspective. <laughs> Uh, and then I've had the depression where my thoughts just keep going further, further negative. And then I, then my life is negative because I see everything from this like really negative lens. So I've had a variety of different types of depression, but the worst was when I moved to Toronto, my body shut down. I, I don't even know. That was honestly the worst depression I ever had. And it was really hard because I was like, am I sinning? Is this, you know, I don't know. But depression can come also from overstimulation. And she talks about this in the book. She says an HSP, if you start a new office job and within a few days, they realize the environment is far too noisy. It can be so overwhelming. And I, I, I've always had that. I've been overwhelmed in crowds I hate crowds. If I have to go out all day, I, and this is why Toronto was really difficult for me to live in. I remember one one Canada day, I went out with a friend. Uh, we went down to the lakeshore because they had a whole, you know, different booth set up and just activities and stuff. And uh, and she was also a very draining person, though. I mean, 
you know, when you have those friends that some of them are very, you can spend a lot of time with them and have, you're not drained. And then others, you're like, I can only handle this person for like two hours max. She was that type of person. (laughs) Needless to say, we're not friends anymore. (laughs) But anyway, uh, so we were going to spend all day together. And within like two hours, I was so drained. I was grumpy. And I was like, I was snapping at her and stuff. And I said, let's just go to the movie. I think Twilight had come out, maybe the third or fourth one. <laughs> I said, oh, can we just go to the movies? And that was, it was a nice break because I didn't have to talk to her. Also, I could just sit and watch something. I didn't have anyone talking to me or, or it wasn't a huge group of people around me. Not so much stimulation. And it was wonderful. It was a nice break in the day. And then we went back for the fireworks and everything. But that kind of... I just find when I'm in crowds, when I go to big, big events, I can only handle it for so long. And that's the thing. It's an overstimulation, which is quite fascinating. Because when I started to find that, I was like, oh, that makes so much more sense. And I think the hardest job for me was, well, when I worked at the branch as a teller, that was really difficult. We were constantly busy. It was pretty much nonstop. Uh, the best days was when it like poured rain because barely people would come in as much (laughs) and you're on display I always felt like we were on display because people are waiting in line there's nothing to do so they're just kind of watching right but uh, yeah so it was just so many people all at once and and just a lot of busyness but when I worked at the call center actually was better than the branch I gotta admit because I didn't have to see people face to face um, and I could put people on like you know, kind of put myself on not ready and not be on the phones, although you got in trouble for that. So really you couldn't, but if you needed a break, you could. But uh, it's really interesting because I remember when it got too noisy, when there's so many voices, I could not handle it. And I would start to get really upset, really stressed, really, um, I was super sensitive to the noise. And they'd come around and, and use these clappers when people would win an award and I can't even handle ambulance noises, fire truck sirens, police sirens, anything like that. Even motorcycles, like, ugh. I would always cover my ears and people always, always, since I was a kid. What's wrong with you? Stop being so sensitive. Why are you so sensitive? And I gotta tell you, and I mean, I've, I've over the years I've read a little bit, but reading this little booklet was really helpful for me because it just validated everything about me. Even at the call center, well-meaning people. I mean, I love these people. My coworkers were the best. They were the only reason really to go into work. (laughs) No, besides getting paid. But they were amazing. And I miss them so much. And But they would go, Steph, why are you so sensitive? Stop being so sensitive, you know? Don't let it get to you. And I was just in the wrong line of work. Uh, an HSP maybe if you can handle it I know that I couldn't at the time but the the environment was chaotic and it was stressful and so this book just validated that because I was like oh my goodness that makes so much more sense (laughs) oh yeah there's something it says um, we feel like we care too much or we're told we need to toughen up I mean, I was told that constantly. And then another thing here. So, I mean, I talked to Angel, 
Huarbei, uh, on the podcast, we talked about anxiety, right? And I was talking about my anxiety. And I've always, I've always, when I found out what anxiety was, and then I was like, oh, I have that. Maybe all along, my introvertness, introversion, introvert, introversion, my anxiety, maybe all of that, it was actually just me being a highly sensitive person. Because it just, it's, it's a lot of the similarities, but it might necessarily not, but it might not be necessarily the exact same thing. Like she says, they appear high sensitivity and anxiety disorders appear similar. But this one made me laugh. Okay, so she goes, someone with a phobia of small spaces will have panic attacks whenever they have to spend time in a large crowd. Their symptoms, feeling overwhelmed, shaky, jittery, and physically unwell, are the same as those reported by HSPs when they are highly stimulated. Yes! <laughs> I get so jittery and overwhelmed in crowds. But this made me laugh, this sentence. HSPs tend to have particularly sensitive startle reflexes. Uh, that's hilarious. Because... I get startled so easily. If there's a spider or what are those little, oh my gosh, what are they called? Centipedes, those assholes. I had owned my apartment in Toronto. I lived in the basement. <laughs> I don't know why. I'd never seen a centipede. I'd never seen. I never saw. Oy, oy, oy. I used to be so good at grammar when I was in school. And I mean, I think the older you get, you kind of forget some of these things. I never saw centipedes until I moved to Toronto. And I was like, what the hell is that thing? I thought it was some sort of weird creature. And I was like, oh, it's a centipede. So I started getting used to them. I wouldn't scream as much when I saw them because I saw them a lot. But they move really quickly, right? And you're not expecting it. And spiders, too. It's like, ah. So I always jump and scream a little bit. And everyone laughs at me like, why are you screaming? Why are you jumping? Why are you so scared? And I had somebody say, oh, you need more vitamin D. Uh, you need to eat more protein. You need to chill out more. I don't even know all the different things I got. <laughs> uh, the funniest, though, was every time I walked the corner, you know, when you're walking around the corner at work or something and somebody's around the corner walking and you're, you know, you almost bump into them. I would always go, ah, and it became this thing. Everyone laughed at me and I laughed at myself, too, because I, I, it was funny, but Everyone's like, why are you so jumpy? Why why are you so startled all the time? And there again, I thought something was wrong with me. But this makes so much more sense. HSPs get startled easily. So, yeah, I think it's amazing when you start to listen to... Listen and read and, and start to understand these things a lot more. I mean, honestly, I got to tell you, this year has been so fascinating for me I've been able to the podcast has been amazing I have learned so much from from my guests from all of you it's just been oh, this is why I'm uh, it's just been amazing but this is why I'm really I believe in, in having these conversations I mean growing up with everything so so black and white the world is either this way or this way and there's and so you don't even validate other people's experiences or other people's understandings or how they view the world and this whole year 
I've been learning so many different things and then I kind of go the other way and then but then it starts to even itself out right because when you the pendulum always swings from one one extreme to the other until you kind of find your way in the middle and this is what I've been experiencing so but this is why it's so wonderful to listen to other people have these conversations get a different perspective and I, I wish more of us did that in the world. I honestly, I'm seeing so much. I mean, that's how I grew up. Everything is so one-sided. But it's also sad. I mean, that's where we start to hate on other people who are different than us and and judge and, and do all these, you know, we have this misunderstanding of people or even their perspective. I mean, it's fascinating when you hear a different perspective. A lot of times we all we all want the best thing for people. We come from it from a place of love or care. I mean, it's complicated. It's mixed in also with our our own pride and self-righteousness and and our own lens that we bring to it, but but I think a lot of times we have this misunderstanding. But really, it comes from a place of care and love. And so that's one of the things I've been learning as I, I see different things, how I grew up. And then I see the other side and we, we look at it from different points of view, but it comes from this this place. Most people have this and they just want the best for people or they care. So anyways, I'm getting off topic. Uh, <laughs> this is just all kind of stuff I'm learning, but it's fascinating to me. So there you go. The little booklet, once again, is called The Highly Sensitive by Judy Dyer. It's a very short read. And there's tons of other books. If you, I think it was like 25% of the world is highly sensitive. If you know of somebody who you think that this this sounds like, um, even just Googling highly sensitive person, it's, you'll find out so much information. And I had somebody write to me and um, somebody I, I used to know in Toronto and she said, you know, it wasn't until you were talking about being an HSP, it changed my life because then I realized I was one and it validated me. It made me realize, it made me feel like I made sense. And I think that's the most wonderful thing when we're able to talk about these things and understand them. And yeah, it was from other people talking about their own experiences and and these terminal, the different terminology um, the different terms that they speak of. And then I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I never heard that before. So then I look into it and it's really amazing. So yeah, anyways, I hope you enjoyed this. So check that out if you have any questions. Um, or you can, you know what, you can email me. Not that I know too much about it, but <laughs> email me at stuffuppodcast at gmail.com. Check me out on uh, Instagram stuff up underscore podcast. Check out my blog at stuffuppodcast.com. And yeah, if you guys, I really appreciate all your feedback. If you can hit subscribe, rate and review, that definitely helps me out. It helps people find the podcast and I really appreciate it. So thank you, my lovelies. I hope you go out there and make it a great day. Bye.